0: Hello, Knowledge Seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into The Reason for God by Timothy Keller, a work that explores the core principles of Christianity and addresses the skepticism surrounding religious beliefs. Authored by a respected pastor from New York, Timothy Keller offers a refreshing defense of the Christian faith, tackling the most prevalent doubts and objections with thought provoking arguments and insightful perspectives. Timothy Keller, the founder of a vibrant church in the heart of New York City in 1989, has grown to delivering weekly sermons to an audience of over 5,000 individuals. A distinguished author, Keller has earned the admiration of many being regarded as the C.S. Lewis for the 21st century, with his writings that resonate with both believers and seekers. The Reason for God is an essential read for anyone intrigued by the facets of religion and spirituality. It is particularly beneficial for Christians seeking to deepen their understanding of their faith with innovative and convincing arguments. Tune in as we discuss this influential work that continues to inspire and challenge readers on their spiritual journey. Join us as we unwrap the layers of faith and reason in a compelling 20-minute summary. The Reason for God Belief in an Age of Skepticism. Introduction Exploring the Paradox of Christianity in a Skeptical World. Skepticism toward religion, and particularly Christianity, is not uncommon in today's society. Whether it's the problem of evil, the exclusivity of truth claims, or the intersection of science and faith, many are left scratching their heads wondering how, if at all, the pieces fit together. Timothy Keller, the influential pastor at the helm of a religious revival in New York, steps into this maze of contradictions and offers a guiding light with his insightful perspectives. Discover the resilience of faith under oppressive regimes. It's one thing to hold on to your beliefs when the sun is shining, but quite another when you're in the eye of the storm. During the dark days of Nazi Germany, a Christian pastor's unwavering faith in the midst of such horror sheds light on the enduring power of Christianity. It's a testament to how the Christian narrative can provide a wellspring of strength and resilience, even when the world seems to have turned its back on humanity, embracing the mysteries hidden within the Bible. For many, the Bible's lack of crystal-clear answers to life's great questions is a source of frustration yet in this ambiguity lies its beauty and its power the openness of the biblical text calls for engagement reflection and a personal journey toward understanding it positions the bible not as a rule book fixed in time but as a living conversation through the ages adaptable and relevant in every era finding harmony between faith and reason for decades the clash between science and religion has been portrayed as an epic battle, with one destined to overthrow the other. However, the relationship between the two is far more harmonious than many realize. The Catholic Church, for instance, has long recognized the theory of evolution as not only compatible with Christian doctrine, but also complementary to the understanding of creation. This is proof positive that the Christian faith is not at odds with scientific discovery, but rather invites it as a partner in unravelling the mysteries of existence. Each of these insights forms a tapestry of understanding, challenging the idea that Christianity is out of touch with modern thought. Instead, it presents a faith deeply woven into the fabric of human experience, capable of addressing the profound questions of our times. Join us on this exploration of what it means to believe, and perhaps, in the process, find that some of the most common objections against Christianity have more philosophical and spiritual sustenance than one might have thought possible. Part 1. Christian core beliefs stand firm amidst a sea of diversity. It's a common critique. Folks view the Christian church as exclusionary and overly rigid, which can deter many seekers in a diverse world. The steadfast claim from Christianity that Jesus Christ is the divine Son of God, for example, unequivocally contests the veracity of other faiths. For countless individuals who see elements of truth in all religions, Christianity's confidence in its own doctrines feels uncomfortably exclusive, often leading to vehement opposition. Imagine a conversation among religious leaders, a Christian pastor, a Jewish rabbi, and a Muslim imam, each acknowledging their unique truth claims and dismissing the notion that all religions could be equally true. Such a stance has the potential to irk spectators, one of whom remarked during a panel, Peace will remain elusive on our planet as long as religious leaders continue to assert exclusive truths. However, possessing and promoting core convictions isn't necessarily synonymous with exclusion. It's a fundamental aspect of human and societal identity. Take, for instance, the belief in personal property or the intrinsic value of human life. These are deeply held principles that shape individual and communal ethos. Similarly, societal norms, such as laws against murder, reflect underlying values providing a shared moral framework. And that unwavering belief system isn't solely the hallmark of traditional institutions. It's present even in the most progressive circles those championing causes like gay rights are united by a foundational conviction that society should fully embrace same-sex relationships. Just as these collective principles give shape to a group's character, so too do the core tenets of Christianity define its followers. It's not the existence of creed that's the issue, rather how one engages with those who hold different beliefs that truly shapes the debate about inclusion and tolerance. Part 2. Christianity a path to freedom, not its destructor. There's a prevailing notion that Christianity acts as a shackle to personal liberty, a set of handcuffs made of dogma and doctrine. It's not hard to stumble upon the idea that to follow Christ is to surrender one's cultural identity and personal freedom at the altar of piety. In New York, where cultural diversity thrives, the author encountered people who shied away from Christianity, convinced it would constrain the autonomy they deeply cherished. Yet, the reality of Christianity's teachings offers a surprising flexibility. The Bible, while establishing foundational beliefs, leaves enough interpretive space for individual expression of faith. This idea might startle those who anticipate an iron-clad instruction manual. In fact, Christian practice can assume various forms, taking cues from the exuberant energy of African gospel music to the contemplative silence found in some Protestant churches. The lack of rigid liturgical directives gives believers the latitude to shape their worship in ways that resonate deeply with them personally. But Christianity's knack for adaptability doesn't end with personal expression, it stretches into the realm of cultural inclusion. Rather than obliterating local customs, Christianity can act as a complementary layer, enriching existing traditions with new dimensions of meaning. Consider African spiritual landscapes, laden with notions of spirits and the anticipation of a divine liberator. The Christian narrative of Jesus, a savior challenging darkness in the wilderness, found fertile ground here, weaving seamlessly with indigenous beliefs. Thus, Christianity doesn't demand the erasure of one's cultural tapestry. Instead, it allows every thread of personal and collective tradition to remain intact, coloring them with its own hues, enhancing rather than effacing the rich patterns that form the world's diverse cultures. Part three, Christian faith, catalyst for compassion and change. Amidst the tangled web of history, Can we trace the impact of a belief system on human behavior? With Christianity, the tapestry is rich with charitable acts and moral stands stitched together by the faith's adherents. By assessing the actions of those who walk Christianity's path, we uncover a pattern of profound goodness woven throughout the world. The tenets of Christianity act as seeds that bloom into altruistic endeavors. By promoting love and service to the less fortunate, The faith instills a profound sense of duty within its followers to uplift the downtrodden. While fallibility is human, and Christians are no exception, it's undeniable that many of the moral underpinnings of Western society, like the sacred value of human life, have sprouted from Christian soil. This is enshrined in the directive that to kill another is to destroy a creation of God, a principle deeply rooted in the belief that every life is precious. And inviolate. Moreover, Jesus Christ, Christianity's central figure, epitomized this ethos. His ministry was marked by compassion for the powerless and calls for solidarity with the impoverished and marginalized. His example has led countless believers to follow suit, devoting their lives to service. Moving through history, Christians were on the front lines of the battle against slavery in the United States, driven by the conviction that the dignity, and worth of every individual are unequivocal. But the inspirational power of Christianity stretches beyond organizational goodness and into individual courage. Consider Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the German pastor whose faith emboldened him to oppose the Nazi regime vehemently. In the menacing shadow of imprisonment, Bonhoeffer's correspondence reveals a man fortified by his belief in God. A belief that fanned the flames of his commitment to justice and humanity, despite the perilous costs. In each act of grace and every stand against iniquity, Christianity's positive influence on the world is revealed, showcasing a faith not merely preoccupied with individual salvation, but dedicated to fostering a legacy of benevolence and reform. Part 4. Embracing one's imperfections can be a source of strength. The thought of facing one's own sins can be daunting, and to many it seems to be a hefty price of admission into the Christian faith. But must this acknowledgement of personal flaws be viewed through a negative lens? Could it be instead that there is an unexpected freedom in admitting we are all works in progress? Picture the transformative journey of someone battling addiction within the support network of Alcoholics Anonymous. One man, burdened by a sense of victimhood and societal betrayal, carried the weight of anger and frustration until he was met by a simple yet profound insight. Liberation can be found in low self-esteem. By realizing his own role in his misfortunes, rather than casting blame outward, he found the keys to unlock his personal chains. This process of self-acknowledgement doesn't just alleviate psychological burdens. It allows us to confront our flaws head-on. Suppose poor health plagues you, and you attribute it solely to factors beyond your control like genetics or environment. In doing so, you might overlook personal habits contributing to the problem. Recognizing those habits is the first step toward meaningful change and a healthier life. Furthermore, facing our shortcomings paves the way to prioritize what truly matters. Christianity promotes a life of service to others above materialistic pursuits. Accepting that one has erred and seeking God's grace thrusts us into a new paradigm, one where the pursuit of God's favor, demonstrated through acts of kindness and compassion, becomes the compass guiding our actions. As we transition toward exploring why belief in the Christian God can be a positive force, consider this paradox. In the admission of our sins, we might uncover the most profound capacity for good, both in ourselves and towards others. Part 5. Seeking Meaning in Suffering and the Quest for Justice The prevalence of pain and tribulation in our world often serves as exhibit A for skeptics, questioning the existence of a benevolent deity. How, they ask, could a loving and just God stand idly by while his creations endure such hardships? This is a profound quandary that cuts to the heart of many people's doubts about faith. Yet within the annals of suffering, there exists the potential for growth and redemption. Take for instance the ancient story of Joseph, whose life was riddled with hardship, betrayal and enslavement. His anguished prayers seemed met with silence but out of his trials emerged a person of strength and wisdom. His subsequent rise to power not only overturned his personal plight, but became the salvation for many facing famine. In this narrative, God's absence during Joseph's suffering served a purpose, one that ripened with time into something positive. Moreover, our very indignation at the world's injustices hints at an innate belief in a cosmic order. When we label a natural disaster unjust, we are, in essence, appealing to an innate understanding that there should be some rectitude in the world's operations. Without a responsible party, the term injustice loses its meaning, suggesting that by deeming such events unfair, we are tacitly acknowledging the potential existence of a supreme arbiter. This leads us to consider the deepest roots of our concepts of just, and unjust. Should we accept a godless universe, the origin of these intrinsic moral standards becomes unfathomable, for they cannot be discerned or measured through empirical means. The very persistence of our moral convictions might be interpreted as a whisper of the divine, an echo of a supreme being instilling us with an unquenchable thirst for justice. As we grapple with the quandaries of pain and injustice, the possibility emerges that even the darkest moments carry a higher meaning, a truth that, paradoxically, might point us back to the presence of a God whose existence we question amidst the very suffering that seeks to deny him. Part 6. Reconciling the existence of hell with a God of love. The prospect of hell, a realm of eternal torment, often raises eyebrows and objections among those exploring the Christian faith. The stark image of an inferno, governed by a wrathful deity, seems to clash with teachings about a loving God. Yet, to fully engage with this notion, one must revisit the concept of hell, not as a literal pit of fire, but as a metaphor for the consequences of pursuing misguided values. Christian teachings often illustrate hell as the result of placing one's faith in transient victories like wealth or acclaim. Jesus himself cautioned a wealthy man that his riches could erect a barrier between him and eternal satisfaction in God's embrace. Money, in this case, becomes a figurative chain that binds one to an earthly hell, obscuring the profound peace found in divine connection. Furthermore, the idea of a just God also encompasses the capacity for righteous anger. When individuals we care about make harmful choices, our frustration reflects concern, and a desire to guide them towards better outcomes. Similarly, God's ire can be viewed as an expression of his love, urging his children to grow and thrive, avoiding the pitfalls of their transgressions. Justice, a concept inherently linked to the idea of punishment, also doesn't escape the realm of the divine. Within a just society, actions like murder necessitate consequences. Without such repercussions, the scales of justice would fall out of balance, tipping the needle away from the rights of victims and their loved ones. Reflecting on the story of Adam and Eve, we can perceive how divine displeasure at their disobedience went hand in hand with continued care and provision. God's reprimand did not negate his commitment to their well-being, as symbolized by the garments he provided. This dynamic presents a picture of a God who, even in judgment, maintains a steadfast love for his creation. Embracing this multifaceted conception of divine love may soften the seemingly harsh edges of the hell narrative, suggesting that behind the veil of judgment lies a deep, unwavering commitment to the ultimate good of humankind. Part 7. The Synergy Between Science and the Divine The battle lines between science and religion have been drawn for centuries, with some claiming that the march of scientific progress has rendered religious belief obsolete. They argue that the empirical method and the technology it has birthed can now elucidate the mysteries once attributed to the divine. But is the relationship between these two realms truly as adversarial as it seems? Consider the frequent citation of evolution as a cleaver dividing science and faith. Despite popular belief, institutions like the Catholic Church have long since acknowledged evolution as not only consistent with Christian doctrine, but also as an enriching element of divine creation. Moreover, the personal convictions of acclaimed scientists illustrate the harmonious coexistence of faith and scientific inquiry. Francis Collins, a pivotal figure in mapping the human genome, stands as a testament to this synthesis, a scientist of high acclaim and a person of deep religious conviction. This blend of roles suggests that there isn't an insurmountable chasm between the disciplines, but rather a space where they complement and complete each other. Science, with all its achievements, still faces frontiers it cannot breach. Ponder the query of what ignited the initial spark that led to all existence. While science reaches for an understanding, it encounters paradoxical roads like an infinite regress that finds no first foothold. Here, religion steps in, positing God as the prime mover, the original cause from which the cascade of cosmos and life emerges. Some skeptics bring the Big Bang into the debate as the seminal event. But this leads us back to the same enigma. What precursor lay behind this cosmic explosion? As such, each scientific revelation seems only to lead to deeper questions questions that often rest comfortably within the hands of faith. There's also the matter of miracles, those enigmatic occurrences that defy natural laws. Critics demand empirical evidence for events like Jesus turning water into wine, not realizing that miracles, by their nature, transcend scientific explanation. By insisting on a scientific rationale for miracles, Skeptics overlook that miracles are meant to be emblematic of a reality beyond what science can probe. In essence, the scientific endeavor and the reach of the divine are not mutually exclusive, but rather two lenses through which we can view the wonders of the universe. Where science leaves unanswered questions, faith often provides a perspective that satisfies our yearning for understanding, suggesting a world where both can coexist, each offering insights the other can only hint at. Part 8. The Resurrection of Jesus, a Cornerstone of Christian Conviction For adherents of the Christian faith, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not just a cherished narrative, but a bedrock of belief. It's a monumental event that demands examination and begs the question, could such a miraculous occurrence truly have happened? We turn to the pages of the Bible. And find that shortly after the crucifixion, Christian communities underwent a radical transformation. There was a sudden and unanimous proclamation that Jesus had conquered death. This collective conviction arose with such force and unity that it points towards a genuine event rather than a contrived tale. Within the faith, the lack of significant internal dispute about the resurrection hints at its undeniable reality. Among early believers. Furthermore, the concept of a God rising from the dead and walking among humans as a transformed being was utterly alien to Jewish tradition. The acceptance of this unprecedented belief within the Jewish Christian sect strongly suggests that it stemmed from something they genuinely experienced. Skeptics might ponder whether the resurrection account was a fabricated legend. Still, on closer inspection, such a forgery would seem clumsily executed. Consider the gospel accounts naming women as the first witnesses to the risen Christ. In an era when women's testimonies carried little legal weight, a fabricated story would likely have favoured male witnesses to bolster credibility, the chronicles of the early church further solidify the resurrection's authenticity by presenting a robust list of eyewitnesses. The Apostle Paul A scholarly figure of the time chronicled over 300 individuals who had encountered the risen Jesus, many identifiable by name, and attested that a good number were still alive to validate their testimony. In the well-connected network of the Roman Empire, with its relative ease of travel, skeptics could theoretically verify these claims firsthand. Paul's meticulous record-keeping serves as additional evidence of his profound assurance in the truth of the resurrection the belief in the death and resurrection of Jesus persists as a fundamental tenet of Christianity, not as an unfounded myth, but as an event that imprinted itself indelibly on the lives of those who bore witness, a testament of faith that continues to resonate through the centuries. Part 9. Tracing the Subtle Clues that Hint at the Divine. In the grand discussion of the Divine's existence, A conclusive knockout punch remains elusive. While definitive proof of God may not sit neatly before us, there are numerous threads, subtle hints, that when woven together create a compelling case for belief in a higher power. Take the universal human experience of transcendent emotions, those moments when we feel connected to something far beyond our ordinary lives. Such feelings hint at a realm that surpasses the everyday hinting at the possible existence of a higher entity within that exalted space. Our innate sense of morality and the awe we feel in the presence of beauty offer further clues. Morality imparts a sense of absolute right and wrong. Beauty strikes chords within us that reverberate with a profound depth, pointing to realities that evade simple material explanation. Moreover, across cultures and throughout history, Humans have harboured a shared yearning for a higher purpose and a supreme being. The dread of a life devoid of deeper significance, what novelist John Updike described as a kind of existential horror, drives us toward a quest for meaning. This collective longing often manifests as a hope for a benevolent presence that fulfills our spiritual cravings. But why do we harbour such desires if their fulfilment is a mere fantasy? To desire fundamentally implies the possibility of satisfaction. Hunger presumes the existence of food. Thirst implies water. Thus, the very fact that we possess a desire for the divine suggests that there may be a God capable of satisfying this intrinsic spiritual appetite. While these clues point us toward God, they also call us to ponder the nature of belief which often resides in the heart as much as in the mind. The longing for something greater than ourselves, a longing that has persisted throughout human history, may be one of the most compelling signals that we live in a universe touched by something beyond understanding, a universe where faith finds its justification in the intangible yet undeniable experiences of our shared humanity. Final Summary In his exploration of Christianity's foundational claims, Timothy Keller addresses the most pervasive doubts that challenge the faith. Questions surrounding the validity of miracles, the historical reality of Jesus' resurrection, and the seeming conflict between science and spirituality find nuanced responses within the Christian doctrine itself. Each objection serves not as a stumbling block, but as an invitation to delve deeper into the fabric of the faith. These inquiries open up discussions that reveal Christianity's enduring relevance and its ability to offer profound answers to the profound questions of existence. Through this endeavor we glimpse the intricate mosaic of belief, one that harmonizes wonder, skepticism, history and personal experience within a comprehensive framework of spiritual understanding.